This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So I wanted to take a couple of minutes here, and I just wanted to address this because I think this is kind of like an aside, and it's kind of a, well, it's going to be a reality going forward with the changing media scope that we kind of have. Obviously, most of you listen to the show, listen to the show because we give you a different perspective than you typically find on your nightly news, your cable news, that sort of thing. And oftentimes we're able to dive into something that they don't dive into and we're able to point out all of the times that some of them are wrong or the story is incomplete or they straight up lie to you. So you are using me as an alternative source. And for the record, there's a lot of people in radio who hate the term mainstream media because more people listen to radio than watch TV. So we are technically the media, and that is true. Now, there is exactly zero people who are confused about this, but it's a branding thing. So a lot of people in radio, you know, will will bring this up. No, no, you are the media. So don't say the mainstream media. You are the media. You're actually bigger than most of the media. That Again, that's true. But when we talk about legacy media, mainstream media, traditional media, and things of that nature, everybody knows who we're talking about. We're talking about network news, uh, the big newspapers, and even your local news affiliates, and then the cable, the cable providers. We, we all We all know who we're talking about. Every election, every single one, there are some people and some websites that kind of rise, right? Most of them don't survive to the next election cycle. Very few of them do. But occasionally you you get a few that hang around and and they rise to prominence. And for whatever reason that ends up being, you know, it's, you know, it's okay. But there's always a lot of new sources for people to look at. And a lot of those sources are terrible, but a lot of them are really, really good good and i get this question very frequently casey where's a good place to go to news uh, to get news where's a good place for me to go ahead and and look at these stories and you know what's good social media alternatives and things like that i I get asked this all the time Uh, i've done segments on it where i've kind of identified a few sources here and there start there you know and and then work your way down Uh, my show prep pipeline right now is 119 sources in it and i get through most of them every single day it's a lot of work doing this job, and I know that most of you realize that. But I, I ran into two different things. I actually ran into something that was written by Glenn Greenwald. Now, Glenn Greenwald is a journalist. He's, by the way, he's on the political left, but he's a really good journalist. And there are things that he does and writes that I, I don't agree with, but um, he's respectable, and I think he's somebody that everybody should follow because I think he'll be, for the most part, pretty honest with you. And he, he has recently, he's the guy that was censored by his own, he's, he's a co-founder of The Intercept. And The Intercept censored him because he was critical of Biden. And so he resigned from the paper that he co-founded. His contract, by the way, had it in there that you would, he would not be censored by the outfit. And they censored him. So he left, he resigned. So now he's doing his own thing. He's on, um, is it, uh, is it Threadreader? I think that's where he just, he writes. I know I'm getting this from Threadreader, but I don't, I don't know. Threadreader is just his Twitter stuff, but he did write an article. And 
So now he's he's out. He's independent. He's on his own again. And Glenn Greenwald has kind of bounced around from major media. And, and, you know, what it ends up being is he doesn't toe the line. And as a result, he gets kind of bounced around. So I read an article from him this morning. And then in the afternoon, I ran into a segment from Rush Limbaugh's show yesterday. And here I am. I've got Glenn Greenwald, journalist on the political left, but an honest guy. And then I've got Rush Limbaugh on the right. And I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, son of a gun, they're writing the same piece. I mean, one of them is a transcript of Rush's segment because I don't get to listen to Rush's show. But I ran into it. I thought it was, it was extremely interesting. I mean, Greenwald, he kind of starts off, he's talking about how um, just because people don't like him on one issue, he's being lumped in with crazy people that he's never agreed with who are, you know, anti-LGBT. And if you know anything about Glenn Greenwald, you know that's not him. But, you know, it's, that's how they attack you. That's how they go after everybody. And there's a lot of people who are not insane on the political left or who are moderates. And even people on the political left to uh, the author of uh, Harry Potter. She suddenly understands what she was a part of all of those years. She was a rabid leftist. She was vile. She was hateful. She was very mean on social media to anybody that she didn't agree with. And what ended up happening? She didn't toe the line on transgender issues. And all of the people that had been behind her and supported her with her, you know, vile and hate that she spit out on social media, all of those people turned on her and she got air quote canceled per se. So they're trashing her new works and everything else. And I, I, I don't read her, so I don't, I don't know, but you know, so there's a lot of people like that suddenly going, huh, okay, maybe, maybe I wasn't, I wasn't right. See, you're only a useful tool. This is why I highlighted Black Lives Matter going after journalists and Black Lives Matter attacking white liberals and things like that here after the election because they don't care about you. They're not aligned with you ideologically. You're a useful idiot to them. That's all you are. I mean, people who support, you know, support them. So I I ran into this with Glenn Greenwald and he writes... I have to say it's so infuriating when you go through life confronting prejudices, legal barriers, barring you from living with your husband in your own country, various traumas and other forms of prejudice to be flattened into, quote, another white guy by cheap identitarians. People who judge and understand the worth and lives of other human beings based overwhelmingly on a tiny handful of simplistic demographic categories, emphasizing some, erasing others, all based on the convenience of the moment, occupy the lowest anti-intellectual sewers. Love that line. The key point about journalism is this. Journalists on the payroll of mainstream media corporations hate most of that which enables people to be heard independently and without needing to depend upon the structure and constraints of NBC, CNN, New York Times, etc. That's why they want it censored. He then goes on to say, support independent journalism. Don't let them convince you that things that aren't sanctioned by NBC or Washington Post are not are unreliable 
Those are often the outlets that lie to you the most and then lavish themselves with awards. They're threatened by independent journalism for a reason. Now, most of you, even though you've had, you know, falling out with Drudge in the Drudge Report, most of you understand Drudge is an independent journalist and Drudge became famous because he did a story that nobody else would do. And he went after the Clintons and he rose to power because of it. Glenn Greenwald keeps running into censorship. This is a guy who's on the political left. He keeps running into censorship. And how often have you seen, just the other day, um, conspiracy theorist Brian Stelter over on uh, It's Not News at CNN. He says it's a threat to democracy for conservatives to be leaving Facebook and Twitter and going to Parler and other apps. It's a threat to democracy that people want to voice their opinion without being censored. That's what CNN is saying. I've already talked about 1984. I've talked about the Ministry of Truth. For those of you who subscribe to my premium content, I have given you breakdowns of how all of the things that we're seeing happen in our country today have happened in a lot of countries in the last century. And it has never ended good. If you go to theburningtruth.us, I even put one of the latest videos that I did up there, uh, War is Coming. And I go through some history of this. It's shocking how similar it is. I've talked about this for years and years and years. A lot of other people have picked up on it too. So you got Glenn Greenwald on the political left telling you, support independent journalism. Just because it's not NBC, CNN, New York Times, etc. doesn't mean it's unreliable. They want you to think that because they don't want the competition. They want that group think. And then here's Rush Limbaugh, and he talks about the history of his show yesterday and how he got started, and they didn't want him there, and, and how they've tried to minimize him, and they still do. They still do. But he basically told you, don't shut out sources because they haven't been approved by the powers that be. Yeah. There's a lot of new websites out there. There's a lot of competition to become the next drudge. So there's a lot of different ones. Um, and there's a few that do really, really good. Uh, you know, it, it, I think probably the leader of that pack right now is Bongino.com. Um, Bongino's on fire. as number one podcast in the country. And, you know, he's battling cancer right now. We wish him the best. But he's he's been on fire lately. And he's got, you know, he's got an investment in Parler. He's got an investment in Rumble.com. He's got an investment um, in in new media. And this website that is designed to challenge Drudge. And like I said, it's, you know, it's a pretty good website. It just heavily promotes its own content. They rewrite everything and they, they promote it as their own. Um, you have to be aware of that. But then I started thinking about this. and I'm like, Cheryl Atkinson, one of the best investigative journalists in the country. She's independent now. She had to. She was being censored. She literally had the Obama administration... Uh, committing all sorts of constitutional violations of her rights in harassing her. So she's independent. You've got Megyn Kelly. I just read an article today on Megyn Kelly on how she left corporate media and is struck out on her own. And guess what? Megyn Kelly doing really good. And she's able to be her. I, I When she was at, was it MSNBC? When she was at MSNBC, she was clearly being forced to be something that she wasn't trying to be. And I still have some major problems with her about how she treated Trump. Um, but, you know, again, it's overall that one little thing. I don't want it to ruin her entire career. But 
She's independent. You're seeing a lot of these. Uh, John Solomon is now independent. Used to work for The Hill. The, some of the best journalists that we have, Sarah Carter, some of the best journalists we have, have all gone independent. And guess what else you're seeing? Some of the best radio hosts are going independent. Isn't that interesting? Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Full display. I mean, you're seeing it. Um, if you have not read 1984 yet, this is, you need to pick it up. So Gina Carano is a former Muay Thai kickboxer. She was also in mixed martial arts. Was the first real female star in mixed martial arts. And she is an actress on The Mandalorian. Well, Gina Carano is... I keep, I keep wanting to send her a message like, Gina, you're, you're being too honest. Um, you're going you're gonna to lose a job here. So Gina Carano is one of us at least to an extent. Uh, the full extent of her of her politics is not exactly clear, but she is in the camp of something weird is happening with the election and masks are stupid. She's somewhere in that in that camp. And so she's posted some memes. She hopped over to Parlor the other day. And so I followed her on Parlor and it was just immediate mask memes I'm like, "Oh my god, she's going to get so fired." So Gina Carano, people are trying to get her fired from The Mandalorian now. Because she has posted these anti-mask memes. And they're off, the memes aren't even that bad. They're not even like overtly, horrendously anti-mask, at least not the ones that I've seen. But fans of the Disney Plus show The Mandalorian have launched a campaign against actress Gina Carano over her sharing of anti-mask memes and theories about voter fraud on Twitter. Carano tweeted earlier this month, we need to clean up the election process so we are not left feeling the way that we do today. Which, for the record, you know, the stuff that she's tweeted about the election, it's that's what everybody feels. I have played you montages from just two years ago where all of these Democrats, all of these members of the press who say that Trump has no evidence whatsoever for voter fraud, where just a couple of years ago, they were alleging voter fraud. Nancy Pelosi saying that uh, the, the election was, quote, stolen by Donald Trump. You can go back. I just shared on my live stream a 20-minute monologue from one of those uh, late-night hosts. I forget his name. 20-minute monologue from last year against Dominion voting systems. I've shared for you a letter from prominent Democrats in Congress really concerned about Dominion voting systems. I've shared all of that to you. So isn't it funny that when they win... No voter fraud. When they lose, voter fraud. Conservatives tend to believe there's voter fraud all around, and it has to be fixed and addressed. And frankly, Gina Carano's tweets kind of reflect that. Like, nobody has confidence in the system. It's basically what I've told you. Nobody has confidence in the system. It's got to change. So that way we don't have these complaints every flipping election. That's really what she said. But that's enough. All you have to do is tacitly say something may not be right. It's all you've got to do. And they want you gone. They do not want you to have a voice. And what do we know about people who don't want you to have a voice? They're threatened by you. 
They are 100% threatened by you, and they know, they know that they can't beat you head to head. Tyranny always suppresses the voice of the oppressed. It's never the other way around. And they do that because they don't have legitimacy. Megan Kelly. We were just talking about Megan Kelly. Uh, she's yanked her kids out of New York City school. She's now moving away from New York. The exodus away from New York continues. Uh, the reason that she pulled her kids out of public school and is now moving away from New York is they have instituted racist curriculum that is anti-white and is designed to be a re-education camp for white kids. She's not going to let that happen. Candace Owens is now suing Facebook fact-checkers for defamation. She's saying it's time for fact-checkers, uh, time to fact-check the fact-checkers, which is what we have done on this show for quite some time. The fake news flash was a part of that. So she is now suing uh, Facebook over fact-checkers. And by the way, the fact-checkers continuously, incorrectly fact-check stuff. And Twitter, I mean, I, I, you, can't even, you can't even talk about Twitter. Twitter just doesn't fact-check anything legitimate anymore. There is a report out there. I don't know how much truth there is to this, but there is a report that AT&T might dump CNN. And um, CNN's ratings may very well have peaked during the trump presidency they and they're still not good uh, they're really they're really not great um so we'll we'll see if that happens but keep an eye on that story at&t might very well dump cnn i don't expect that to happen but you never know it's one of those things you never know there's some breaking news about indiana and it involves a court case and we'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes don't forget we're streaming live on dlive.tv slash casey the host dlive.tv slash Casey the host. Please go follow me there. When you're there, just hit the follow button. Doesn't cost you anything but your pride. So real easy to do that. We've got a lot more coming up on 95.3 MNC. And don't forget about the Radiothon benefiting St. Margaret's House tomorrow and Friday in the morning and the afternoon. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in, listening to us today, or watching us online. If you're watching us on dlive.tv slash Casey the host. And I also want to thank R&B Car Company. They're your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. Let's take a look at this. A court has struck down the city of Gary, Indiana's sanctuary city policy. Cool. Uh, if only, if only more uh, more places would do that, right? The Lake County judge struck down the city of Gary, Indiana's sanctuary policy, sanctuary city ordinance, excuse me, that prevented local law enforcement from cooperating with federal immigration agents. The welcoming city ordinance violated a 2011 state law banning sanctuary cities. We talked about that when it all came up. I'm surprised it's taken this long for, for all of this to kind of play out. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was filed back in 2017. This is, I think, the first update I've heard on this thing since we talked about it the last time. The state's attorney general, Curtis Hill, concurred and submitted a 40-page brief to the court arguing that local ordinances cannot circumvent state law exactly 
Uh, obviously, the mayor, Jerome Prince, responded to the ruling saying that he would evaluate next steps, but one thing will not change. Gary will remain a welcoming city, regardless of anyone's immigration status, race, ethnicity, and personal orientation. Okay. <laughs> but if they're criminals, will you cooperate? That's really all that matters. They love they love playing this this cute little game of what well, we're going to be a welcoming city. All right. Well, they broke the law, though. You've got to work with law enforcement, federal agents. You have to allow them to do their job to get these people into their hearings and deport them. Uh, or, you know, if they can stay, if they prove that they're asylum seekers and that sort of thing. So, again, it's, you know, we're, we're he basically said, we don't really know what we're going to do, but we're going to be a welcoming city anyway. So I would assume that Gary, Indiana is basically going to give the middle finger to the court system and continue to do what they are doing until they get caught. And then we'll see ultimately what ends up happening beyond that. But I, I, I'm surprised that it went this way. I'm happy that it went this way. But this took a, a long time to get to that point. No doubt about that. Probably shouldn't have taken this long to get to that point. But again, this is the legal system you know that we're dealing with. So Gary, Indiana got struck down on that. Have you guys been paying attention to this Gavin Newsom stuff in California? I mean... This is so, uh, okay, so I, I've gone over like a list of people, like Democrat politicians who are requiring you to not uh, be with your family for the holidays, and you got Fauci out there saying, we might cancel Christmas this year and next year, and it's just like, okay, whatever, you keep going back and forth on whether or not we're going to have a pandemic in a couple of weeks or not. So this Gavin Newsom thing, he's the governor of California, People's Republic of, I tried telling you he's a scumbag, I mean, dude, just a real scumbag. But he, he gets elected in California because, well, you know, scumbag California will, will uh, elect scumbags. That's what they do. And Gavin Newsom violated his own lockdown order to have a private party. Was it a birthday party? Is that what it was? It was a Napa dinner party. I thought it was a birthday party. I, I could be wrong. I thought it was like his birthday party. So anyway... He told everybody, you can't uh, have these large family gatherings at your house for the holidays. You you can't go visit people. And you got to stay at home and do that sort of thing. And then what he did is is he went and he had a private party with a bunch of people violating his own ordinance, right? So we got another governor, another member of government going out there and telling you, you can't be with your family or you can't be in a large crowd. But they, of course, can because, you know, they're better than you. And then he gave this really weird non-apology apology where he basically said, I'm an important person and you're not. <laughs> that's a, it's a paraphrase, but that's essentially what he said. I'm important. You're not. Well, now the local Fox affiliate in Los Angeles, Fox LA, because he, he came out, he apologized. It was an outdoor party. We were all doing what we're supposed to do. I'm important. You're not. Shut up. Well, they got photos. Somebody leaked photos to Fox LA, and guess what party isn't outside like Gavin Newsom said? Guess what party didn't have everybody wearing masks like the governor said? Guess what party didn't have social distancing like the governor said? Oh, and guess who attended the party? Are you ready? The state's top doctors and medical lobbyists were at the party. So all of the people writing the guidelines telling you, and I know that this is in California, but this has been replicated all over the country, 
and you just heard a news brief right here on MNC where state officials in Indiana are telling you the same crap, right? So they have this private party with people that you're not supposed to have there, right? You're not supposed to have these private parties, not supposed to have these events. Nobody's wearing a mask, staring at the photos. Nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody's socially distancing. It's not outdoors. It's indoors. And it's got the state's top doctors along with medical lobbyists. All of the people telling you you can't be with your family for the holidays are doing the exact opposite, including the so-called experts, those medical experts we all talk about. And in addition to this, lawmakers from multiple states, including California, got on airplanes and flew to Maui. That's in Hawaii. Flew to Maui where they are going to have more dinners, more parties, more conferences with who? Lobbyists. Who are they saying can't fly and travel right now? You. But they can't. They can't. I told you, it is the political class versus you and me. It is not left versus right. This is who they are. They're important. Don't think for a second that there isn't a goal in this country to reinstate some form of a a monarchy-like system of nobles and peasants. That is exactly what they are trying to do in D.C. and in state capitals all over the country. So you've got Gavin Newsom violating his own order, having a party. He gets caught red-handed lying about how that party went down. We got people who are attending the party who are the top doctors and medical lobbyists in the state, and they're telling you you can't travel, you can't go on vacation, too dangerous to do that, and yet all of these lawmakers are hopping on airplanes and flying to Maui, which for the record, I think it was last last year or the year before, this, uh, this annual conference ended up being a big deal too because it cost taxpayers tons of money. So they're going out there, and, and what are they doing? They're just they're hanging out with lobbyists. Yep, that's it. But they're important. You're not. Stay at home. Don't visit your family. Don't go to a restaurant. Don't enjoy a nice meal. You eat canned stuff. They can have caviar. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Speaking of stupid leaders in states, let's talk about uh, the soon-to-be potentially impeached Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who continues to do crap in violation of the law, but whatever. Um, She is insisting, by the way, and I know that you've probably heard the commercials for Prime Table here on this station, and for those of you on the Michigan side of the border, you're all aware of this, and we've talked about it you know, as this process goes forward, but Governor Whitmer insists that she has the authority for the stay-at-home order. She's insisting upon it, which is, you know, her announcing this is one of the reasons that we ended up having the Republicans in the legislature finally say, all right, enough is enough. And frankly, it took them too long to get to that point. You know, she has continued to basically spit in the face of the state Supreme Court. Governor Whitmer said on Monday she has the authority to issue a second stay-at-home order to curb the spiking coronavirus if necessary and call a comment by an advisor to President Donald Trump urging people to rise up against Michigan's latest restrictions incredibly reckless. Okay, look, um, let's let's take a look at the data here, shall we? And then I'm going to tell you why this is an order until December 8th, because that is a very significant date. 
at the start of the what they're calling the case demic, right? At the start of the case demic, the percent of positive cases, all right, the percent of positive cases is roughly the same as it will be, well, as it is now. It's just starting to go up, just starting to go up. But the death rate still basically the same. Cases are obviously through the roof, and we've already talked about that. There is an oversensitivity in a lot of these tests, and most people who test positive, uh, they they do not even risk transmitting the virus to another person. But I digress. I'm just you, know, you look at the data, you look at Michigan's data, and it's like eh, it's not very it's it's not this something is super super bad. What's going on? Why is everything drastically changed? That hasn't happened in Michigan. So anyway. Let's take a look at uh, at this story here from uh, Headline USA, which is a drudge competitor. The Democratic governor spoke with Capitol reporters a day after announcing limits amid an alleged surge of COVID-19 cases, despite questioning questionable CDC statistics that count uh, comorbidities and extenuating health problems fully as coronavirus deaths. She has urged the public to double down with precautions to avoid a shelter-in-place order like what she has instituted in the spring. So again, she goes out there, she attacked uh, Scott Atlas and everything else. So, you know, it's it, whatever. It's that, that's Governor Wimmer, right? So impeachment can come fast enough for her. But let's let's take a look at why this thing is going until December 8th. So uh, rightmichigan.com, rightmi.com, excuse me, my apologies. They talk about this. So why did she choose December 8th? That's a, that's a good question. They say basically that the order remains in effect through December 8th. In other words, December 9th. By December 8th, okay, the state's resolve controversies provision. So at least six days before the meeting of the electors. It's all about the Electoral College. States must make final decisions in any controversies over the appointment of their electors at least six days before the meeting of the electors. This is so their electoral votes will be presumed valid when presented to Congress, decisions by states, courts are conclusive if decided under laws enacted before Election Day. Oh, isn't that interesting? And then, of course, you look at the numbers and it just it just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, everything indicates pause is all part of the 2020 pandemic and Democrat organized election fraud in Detroit. So basically what right uh, is saying is that December 8th timeline sure seems like it is designed to help the Democrats in Michigan with election results. Democrat city officials on video says that she's positive while roaming around without a mask and not, not self-quarantined. And we've got several of those cases out there as well that they've, uh, they've linked to. It, it's just, it's bizarre. So if some of you are wondering why December 8th doesn't make a lot of sense, it's more than two weeks, well, it could be because of the Electoral College. And they could be gaming the system to benefit uh, their electors and get that all taken care of. That could be why, ladies and gentlemen. But I know, I know, it's it's all tinfoil, right? Okay, if you say so. All right, so we're going to talk about a major study on masks that has been released, and we all may have to rethink masks and uh, our viewpoints on them. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.